You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. Revelation 21 uh, in your Bibles. And it says in verse number one, I love this. Of course, last week we finished up Revelation 20 and uh, we saw the uh, great white throne judgment and uh, what, a, uh, what a sobering reality that is to think that people that do not know Jesus Christ as Savior, they will stand before that great white throne judgment. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life, the Bible says they were cast into a lake of fire. And uh, you, you say that sounds so hopeless. Uh, it is hopeless without Jesus. But I'm glad that with Jesus there is absolutely hope. And uh, with Jesus, there is salvation and deliverance. But then we get to Revelation 21, and it is going to get good. You feel like this whole book of Revelation, there's been just a lot of, no, it can't get worse, and it does, and it can't get worse, and it does. But can I tell you, for the child of God, it's only going to end good. For the child of God, it is only going to end well. And I'm glad I know the Lord. I'm glad I'm a child of the King. Revelation 21, it says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, verse 6, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life Freely. Verse 7, he that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. Father, I pray you'd speak to us tonight. I need your help. I pray that you'd help me to uh, be very, uh, very thorough, but yet may I be concise. I pray that I would say what you want me to say, uh, nothing more, nothing less. And I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd guide my words, and I pray that you would guide the ears of those who are here and those that are listening. I pray that your word would be received. And I pray that it would be understood and I pray that it would be used to help us and to, to ground us and to encourage us in our faith. And may we be uh, closer drawn to you. May we be more like you uh, because of the time around your word tonight. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to see first of all in verse number one, if you are taking notes, number one, I want you to see the difference. The Bible says there is going to be a difference because God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth. Now, that word new is something that is new in character. It is fresh. 
Uh, it is something that is better. And I'm glad as, as much as uh, I love uh, I love this earth. I love uh, the, the, the beauty of this earth. I want to tell you, this earth that we are on right now does not even compare to the new earth that God is going to create. I think it's going to be like the Garden of Eden, only better. It's going to be beautiful beyond anything we can imagine. So the difference, number one. But in verse number one, John said, I saw a new heaven and, and a new earth for the first heaven, and the first earth were passed away. I want you to hold your place in Revelation 21, and I want you to go back with me to Genesis chapter 1. This heaven that we're talking about that is going to pass away, this is not the heaven where God lives. This is not the heaven where Christians go when they die. This is uh, the heaven, meaning uh, the sky. Uh, the atmosphere, uh, the sun, the moon, the stars, the planets. In Genesis 1, we see in verse number uh, 8, excuse me, verse number uh, 7, and God made the firmament, and he divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Uh, that's a, an interesting uh, verse there. At some point, we'll talk about that. I, I believe before the flood. I believe this earth was like, it was like a greenhouse. Uh, it had that effect. The Bible talks about the waters, the rains coming uh, uh, from uh, above and the rains, the waters coming up from the earth. But it talks about the firmament that divided the waters. But it says in verse eight, and God called the firmament, what? Heaven. And so in Revelation, when it says that there's a new heaven and a new earth, I want to tell you, there's nothing wrong with heaven where God dwells. There is nothing wrong with the streets of gold and the gates of pearl and the crystal river. Everything's okay there. Uh, that heaven uh, does not need to be remade. That heaven does not need to be destroyed. It doesn't need to be leveled. And so when it says a new heaven and a new earth, we're not talking about the heaven where God dwells. Verse number 14 of Genesis 1. It says, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. Verse number 16, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day. Which light is that? That's the sun. And the lesser light to rule the night. What's that? That's the moon. And then I love this, verse number 16, and he made the stars also. It's like an afterthought, you know, it's like, oh yeah, by the way, God made all the stars. What a mighty God, what an amazing God, what a powerful creator we have. But those lights were to light the heaven. And so when God says that the first heaven and the first earth are passed away, we're talking about the atmospheric heaven. In the Bible, the first heaven is the atmospheric heaven. The second heaven, we would consider that uh, beyond, maybe when we're talking about outer space, the, uh, the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the planets. But then in the Bible, we see a reference to the third heaven. Remember when the Apostle Paul talks about being caught up to the third heaven? But he doesn't tell us it was him, but he does tell us it was him without telling us. And he says, I saw things that were unlawful for me to utter. 
That was when he was caught up into the presence of God. That was the heaven where God dwells. So we see that the heaven that will be destroyed is the atmospheric, the, the planets, the sun, the moon, the stars. And by the way, God doesn't have to make another sun after this because the Bible says that there is no longer a need for the sun. You know why? Because the lamb, Jesus Christ, the lamb is the light. And so we see that the first heaven and the first earth are passed away. Now I want you to uh, go back with me, uh, not to Revelation, but I want you to go with me to Isaiah 65. Isaiah 65. This is nothing that should uh, surprise us that the, the heaven and the earth will be destroyed. They'll pass away and there'll be a new heaven and a new earth. Because Isaiah 65 in verse number 17, the prophet Isaiah said from the, from the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered nor come into mind. But be ye glad, uh, verse number 18, and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem a rejoicing and her people a joy. By the way, if God could create the heavens and the earth the first time, he will have no problem doing it again, okay? That, that didn't take too much out of God. Uh, that wasn't too much for God to handle. He can do it again, and he will. Go back with me, please, to the book of Psalms. Psalm 102. Psalm 102, verse number 25. If you don't have a Bible, but maybe if you're sitting close to someone that does, uh, maybe you can look on there. Psalm 102, verse 25. Of old hast thou laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of thy hands. Verse 26. They shall perish, but thou shalt endure. Yea, all of them shall wax old like a garment. As a vesture shalt thou change them, and they shall be changed. I love this, verse 27. But thou art the same, and thy years shall have no end. Friend, this earth someday is all going to be wiped out. This earth is all going to be destroyed. This earth is going down. This earth uh, needs help. But aren't you glad that our God never changes? He will endure forever. And then turn with me to one more passage before we get back to Revelation. And that is 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. Verse number 10 of 2 Peter chapter 3. The Bible says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. So we see how God is going to destroy the earth. It won't be with a flood like it was in Genesis, but this time it's going to be by fire. And the earth and everything in the earth is going to be burned up. Isn't that amazing to think that you go to a, a, a big city, you see all those buildings, uh, you see all those structures, uh, you, you, you go to a, a, a place and, and you see uh, all these, these, these works and all these uh, uh, creations and all these things that man has done. And every bit of that someday is all going to be burned up. None of that even matters. God says it. it it's all going to be burned up. Verse 11, seeing then 
that all these things shall be dissolved. What manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, what should we be doing? How should we be living? Seeing that everything that's, that's physical, everything that's here, it's all going to be burned up someday. Verse number 12, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. I like this, verse 13. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, we look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. We see number one, we see the difference. Uh, the difference between the, the new heaven and the new earth and the old heaven and the old earth. But then we see also in verse number one, the Bible says, and there was no more sea. Now it doesn't say that there's no more water because we know there's going to be a crystal river that is flowing uh, from the throne of God. We know that, but, but what does this mean, no more sea? Well, the sea was a symbol of separation. The sea was a symbol of division. And this was not clearer to anyone else at the time than it was to John. Because as John is receiving the revelation of Jesus Christ, John is exiled on an island. Now, I know sometimes we think about an island. Oh, boy, that'd be nice. Go to some uh, island and have a vacation. No, no, no. No, this was not a vacation island. This was an island where prisoners were sent. Uh, this was uh, the Alcatraz of the day. Uh, by the way, if you've ever read about Alcatraz or if you've ever been there, some of us have been to Alcatraz. Uh, that's a neat place to visit. But I always make sure I get a round trip when I go to Alcatraz. But they say at Alcatraz, when that was used as a prison, they say that Alcatraz, the worst thing was not the conditions of Alcatraz. The worst thing with Alcatraz, they said, was that while you were in that prison, is you could see the lights of the city. You could hear the sounds of the city. You could hear people laughing. You could hear people singing. You could hear everybody having a wonderful time. You could smell the smells of the food. You could smell the smells that were coming over, and you couldn't get there. And can I tell you what? When John says, there is no more sea, I think John is thinking, praise God. There's not going to be any more separation. There's not going to be any more division from loved ones. There's not going to be you down here and the loved one in heaven that you can't see. Aren't you glad for that glad reunion day? Hallelujah. What a day that's going to be. During Bible times, people were fearful of the sea. The sea was a representation of evil. It was a representation of chaos. It was the unknown. Even in the days of Christopher Columbus, it was amazing how many people, they said, don't do it. They thought he was going to fall off the earth, you know. They thought, oh, man, you're never coming back. All those sea monsters and all, oh, it's over. The dragons and all that. But, friend, I want to tell you something. The sea represented the fear. The sea represented the unknown. The Bible says in Revelation 13 that it was the Antichrist who came out of the sea. It says in Isaiah 57, the wicked are as a troubled sea. And John says, there will be no more sea. Aren't you glad there will be no more fear of the unknown? Now, let's be honest. There's, there's a lot of things now that maybe we worry about. We shouldn't. We should cast all of our care upon him, but sometimes we worry about it, don't we? 
Sometimes we stress. Sometimes we have all of that. But aren't you glad for the day when there's not going to be anything else to worry about? There's not going to be the fear, the separation, the division, the, the unknown. It'll all be gone. Hallelujah. What a day that's going to be. Number one, I see the difference. But number two, I see the delight. And I, John, verse two, I saw the holy city. Oh, my. That's going to be incredible. I don't know of any city on earth that we could accurately describe today as holy. You know what's amazing is sometimes cities have the reputation of not being holy, but being wicked. But can I tell you what John sees? This holy city, New Jerusalem, it's coming down from God out of heaven. It is a holy city and God desires for his people to be holy. But I'm looking forward to that day when it's not just going to be a Christian people. It's just not going to be a few here and there, but it's going to be a holy city. Hallelujah for that. And notice how beautiful this city is. It says this city is coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Uh, what an amazing picture there. Uh, my wife and I, we got married on March 15th, 2002 in Iowa. And uh, it, was a, it was a wonderful day that Friday night. You know, you know what I was, well, my wife was probably worried about a lot of things, make sure all the details came together because she had been the one who was doing it all. And uh, I, was, I was there, you know why I was there? To see her. That's all that mattered to me. And uh, Brother uh, Dan, you were there that night. Brother Dan was there to uh, make sure that my car was completely covered with whipped cream and silly string and uh, completely, uh, I think he used the word decorations. I didn't exactly use that word, but, uh, but he was there. Um, but you know, that night, you know what was important to me? And, and, and later on, we went back and, and looked at pictures to see who was there and we tried to agree on what the bride was doing. That how she's hope we are doing our very best to honor and glorify him. But I'm glad, uh, uh, ill glad. You just weren't paying attention. But anyway, I think you get the idea. But here's what David said in Psalm 51. He said, Lord, I need you to, hang on, create. Hey, God's good at creating. And when God creates, he can create something out of nothing. You don't have to bring all the materials to God and say, God, here's all the stuff you're going to need. Now, can you just put it together? God doesn't need your help. He doesn't need my help. God can create something out of nothing like he did in Genesis 1. There was nothing and he spoke and it was. But in Psalm 51, David says after his sin with Bathsheba, he says, create in me a clean heart. Did you know God can create that in you? You say, but I got sin in my heart and I've got things in my life that I'm not proud of. Uh, so did David and so do all of us. But you don't have to live that way because God can create in you a clean heart. And, oh, and by the way, oh, you know what else it says? And David said, and renew a right spirit within me. Maybe you're here tonight and maybe you need your heart clean. Or maybe you need your spirit renewed. You know, it's easy sometimes to get a bad spirit about stuff. Somebody nod your head if you, if you know what I'm talking about. Just make sure I'm not the only one. All right, good. Okay, I saw a few, good. 
Did you know it's easy to get a bad spirit about stuff? And did you know that a bad spirit is not from God? That's the flesh. When I'm upset, when I'm angry, when I'm ticked off, when I'm mad at the world, when everybody's against me, everybody hates me, nobody loves me, when, when I get that kind of spirit, that is not from God. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And so David said, God, I need you to renew. I need something renewed in my life. And I need a right spirit. And friend, you know, I'm glad we can rejoice in the new heavens and the new earth and all the new things that God can do. But maybe right now, maybe tonight, God needs to do a creating in you, as in creating a clean heart. Maybe you need to tonight get some things right with God and say, God, forgive me. And if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Or maybe tonight you need to have a, a renewed spirit. I don't know what it is, but you do. And the Holy Spirit of God points out in our lives, does he not, the things that need to be clean, the things that need to be created, the things that need to be right. And tonight, let's ask God to do that in us. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.